here. Uh, it's been, been a hot minute since it we did the Shape a of a Circle podcast. <laughs> it was called Christmas, people. It's, yes, right. Christmas in a church. <laughs> and, and then New Year's, January. Come on now. Yep. But uh, we're, we're, we're uh, glad to be back with you mm-hmm. and uh, kind of uh, dovetailing on some things that are going on at the church where Cammy and I lead. Yeah. Uh, we've opened a new series called The Deeper Journey, and the intent of it is to get into the practice of surrender. Uh, it feels know, deep for February, it, doesn't it? It, it <laughs> feels deep anytime. Yes. You know, like whenever you actually make people like, or, or ask people to get into the space of giving yourself over to what God wants to do in you, mm-hmm. That's not as easy as learning what's in Ephesians or mm-hmm. Hebrews mm-hmm. or the book of Joshua, what, whatever we're talking about. It's, it's hard when you're like, get in there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's deep. It's definitely deep. Uh, I think the cool thing that I took out of your sermon on Sunday was this idea of um, the false self, right? Like we all create this false self. It's just in our nature to create this false self. It's not bad. It's not whatever. But uh we have learned that the world is unsafe, and so then we create this self, false self to protect ourselves from that unsafe world, right? And mm-hmm. and God is calling us through surrender to really come back to our true self. And I thought that was just such a cool um, way to look at it, and, and you've posed some really interesting questions, and so that's kind of what we're talking about today. I'd like to go a little further on. How would you define the false self? That sounded really good. Yeah. And if someone isn't in this dialogue, it's like, what, what true self, false self? Like, what? Give us a little more of what we're talking about. Yeah, it's kind of the idea that you create this mask, right? Like, so mm. something happens mm-hmm. to you and, um, or something you, you, you kind of learn at a young age, maybe consciously, maybe unconsciously, that... Um, the world is not safe, and uh, you are not safe in your truest form by yourself, right? And so you have created this mask of what you think people need from you or expect of you or uh, whatever it is, and uh, you put on a face and you act a certain way and whatever you think is going to be accepted well. And then that becomes your identity, Right, and if that you becomes, never take the mask off. Yes, it just becomes you who never you look, are. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of us don't know what's what's under that mask anymore. Yeah, it's been, been too long. We've been too consistent. It, mm-hmm. the, the mask is working for us, and so mm-hmm. we keep working it. Right. And uh, like you pointed out, we're we're pointing we're, we're going to put some couple of journal questions in front of everyone, mm-hmm. and yeah, journaling is a big part of this one. Which yes, is cool. Yeah, because. What I like about journaling is it slows your brain down to the pace of problem solving. Mm-hmm. You ask me, why do I do what I do? And why don't <laughs> I stop doing what I do? Right. There's like a whirlwind of a thousand thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I blame other people. I shame myself. I ruminate over one corner yeah. of where I still haven't sorted it. And it's like, how, how do you piece it together? Yep. Well, journaling at least makes my brain slow down to the pace of pen and paper. Yes. Yep. And I think, too, it helps to expose some things that you may be telling yourselves that are lies. It might be able to to help you see the truth. You know, it, it does kind of sort it out because you do have to slow down enough. That's good. I like it. So in our attempt to uh, identify the mask for what it is mm-hmm. and look at what's underneath it, mm-hmm. what were our two journal questions that we sent home to kick off 
the, the deeper journey. Yeah, we're asking two questions. We're asking a personal question, which this week it was, when did I first learn that the world was unsafe? And then we're asking a community question. So the personal one is for you and God to go to your journal and, and to pick apart. The community question is for you to take back to your missional community, your spiritual friend. What did I have to change about me to make it more safe? That's good. Those are good questions. Very thought-provoking. Yeah. That's awesome. Makes you spend a little time there. Makes so you spend a little time. But I think the thing that I got hung up on was that word unsafe. Right. Like, is this is this where uh, that, that tra- traumatic event of my parents locked me in a closet, which they did not. Um, <laughs> like how, how unsafe do we got to be to call it unsafe, Candy? Right. Well, and... You're talking to an Enneagram 6 who my entire life is unsafe. Like, that's the whole core of my being. But I think that, yeah, there's this, there's this, um, whatever, I, I don't, can't come up with the word, but this continuum of what unsafe could be, right? Like, it could be apocalypse, the world is ending, like, everything is, everything's over. Or it could just be something as simple as, it's not simple, it's complex, but something like, you didn't feel emotionally unsafe mm-hmm. or you didn't feel like you were accepted in a certain friendship or with your parents or whatever it was. Um, it may not be the the world is is falling apart. It may be something right inside that you didn't even know was happening. If I could you know, just use other words for it, it's, it's kind of the moment you realize people genuinely aren't there for me the way I need them. Mm-hmm. Could have been mom and dad, could have been a friend, could have just been the social nature of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but pe- people aren't there the way I, I thought I could count on people to be there mm-hmm. unless I be different or mm-hmm. do different. Mm-hmm. And, and in that regard, it can be a very benign moment mm-hmm. where you you just realize like, man, and, and unless I was the first one across the finish line mm-hmm. in the track meet... I don't get the pat on the back. Mm-hmm. I don't get the attention. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm going to get attention, I I better be first every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's about what we're talking about. Yep, that's good. That's good. You had a few uh, a few examples, too, from, from this question, right, that you wanted to share? Uh, me, personally? You're asking me to do this? Right? <laughs> no, like you had examples of people sharing with you. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, what's, what's really nice is uh, that... Uh, three, maybe four missional communities here at Lake Point have already asked the question mm-hmm. in a group setting mm-hmm. and uh, witnessed what came out. And it's funny to see people are going in different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, when we asked, uh, when when did the world become unsafe to you, they cited a historical event, you know, 9-11 kind oh, of stuff. Oh, okay. Although that's, I don't want to take away from that, like, that that's actually not what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Something far more personal to you, your world, yes. not not planet Earth. As you may it not have had to change how you were acting to to address that, right? right. Yeah, there there was probably a grief piece to it, but maybe not a a mask or a false self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I've also observed there is a very big difference in the way you answer this question on one week's notice mm-hmm. versus one year or five year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The one-week notice version is something to the effect of that's that's when I learned to put my guard up mm-hmm. or that's when I learned to be less trusting of people mm-hmm. or that's when I, I decided I, I got to put my foot down. Mm. 
any one of those statements I just said manifests itself 20, 30, way, 30 different ways mm-hmm. in, in those individuals' lives on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? Like you identified the next step of what you felt, responded, the, the way the lens changed, mm-hmm. but to now trace, here are all the things that I do and mm-hmm. here... <clears throat> here's the contour of the mask that I now wear. Yeah. That, <clears throat> it goes deeper. So the person who you could tell has been thinking about this for a year or example, someone from five years down the road of it's like, here's where my perfectionist nature began. Mm-hmm. Here's where I had to be the most a- attractive person because mm-hmm. if, if I don't look right, then I'm not right. Yeah. Um, and therefore, if attractiveness is my mode of relating to other people, mm-hmm. Here's the ways it makes me superficial. Here's the way it makes me insecure. <clears throat> Here's the way it makes me judgmental towards hmm. uh, uh, other other people. Mm-hmm. Why why do I treat people these twenty different awful ways? It's because <clears throat> my <clears throat> my self worth is based on my appearance, hmm. and am I attractive enough to hmm. the person next to me? Then compound that with we all get older and less attractive yes. as we go, and that's, <laughs> then the issue becomes a moving target. Different, yeah, yeah. It's almost like an onion, right? Like they've the the one week people have peeled away the the outer shell, and now the, you got to keep going deeper, deeper, deeper. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the journaling is going to do is it's going to keep taking you deeper and deeper. And why, why, why? Keep asking the why mm-hmm. until you can't get any further down. Um, that's really good. I think that that's a good a good thing to notice. I think what also is interesting is who wants to answer question one in the group setting? <laughs> uh, some some people do. Yeah, it's like I can't explain number two without telling you the the event. And, but <laughs> I can't tell you uh, uh, how I've changed myself without mm-hmm. telling you about the event. Other people's like close to the chest. I'm not talking about the event. And that needs to be respected. Yeah. Right? In group settings, we don't make people go to the deepest possible layer. Mm -hmm. They have to volunteer it. Mm -hmm. We just have to create the environment as as leaders and disciple makers that it's okay to go there if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Your time and your way, but we're ready. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could comment on that for a minute. <clears throat> without making it a whole other podcast episode. Maybe we should. Yeah. But like, how do you create a space where someone does want to say, here's the worst event of my life, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about it right now? Yeah, I think it depends on probably the group. Um, there's some groups that are ready to handle things like that and some that are not. You know, if you feel like your group can handle it, uh, I think that's on you as the leader to be able to gauge gauge your group. Um I think as I think as people, we want to go straight to fix it or advice or uh, whatever it is. And uh, I think if you can just create that safe place and hold it in, hold the person in that safe place mm-hmm. uh, without judgment or shame or whatever it is, listen and be an attentive ear, um, and then just pray with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that sometimes we we want to go into, oh, well, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should, you know. And sometimes it's it's too, it's A, it's too deep for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to fix it with one conversation. Yeah. And B, I think, um, I think that sometimes people just want to feel heard and yeah. just want to process out loud. And so I think, yeah, it's, it's awesome if people can go there. Um, but... 
Yeah, I think that's, that's where I would, that's where I would hold it, right? <laughs> and maybe as a leader, you could follow up after and, and check in with them and see how they're doing. But um, yeah, this may not be the right space to to really dive into the, the fixing. I think it's okay to acknowledge feelings like, I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for you. Mm-hmm. Or Absolutely. I appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. That was hard. That was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes a long way. Absolutely. I think the one that I'm on the fence on is clarifying questions. Mm. It, it's a, sometimes the answer is yes to that. Sometimes it's no. Mm-hmm. Um, like appreciate that some people, it was like climbing up a hill to put their pain into words out in the air to anyone, mm-hmm. the stuff that they stuff down mm-hmm. and they don't even want to acknowledge that's there. They, they put it out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to celebrate that and leave it there. Mm-hmm. Other times it's, <clears throat> um, can can I understand what 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 shifted in your view of the world through that? Mm-hmm. Or <clears throat> can you just tell me like well, if that happened that day, did what what was your response after that mm-hmm. that that settled? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. It's, again, sometimes it works. Sometimes you're like, no, that was the wrong. You, yeah, you should have just said thank you. It might need to be a read the room kind of situation, right? Like if it's still pretty raw and real and they're struggling to even get the story out or put it into words, it might be might be too raw to go deeper, right? But maybe um yeah, maybe if it's something 20 years in the past and they've already gone through counseling for it and they they've already processed through it, clarifying questions might be nice to know. Yeah. Be able to push them a little bit deeper. I yeah. think that's okay. Yeah. So, it, not a right or wrong answer. No. <laughs> when in doubt, uh, if if you are a disciple maker leading a group setting, mm-hmm. when in doubt, go go the old Alcoholics Anonymous route. People don't get to comment on other people's stories. Mm-hmm. There, it's just everyone gets a chance to share, mm-hmm. and it's thank you and on to the next person. Mm-hmm. There is merit in just that. Yeah. If you're not sure, just lean into that and know that. That was worth it. Say tonight is the night where we all just talk. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a chance to talk, and no further comments aside from "thank you" or "I appreciate you." Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one other thing I want to want to dig on, um, just where this can go. Like, wh- where's the supporting scriptures? Mm-hmm. You know, we we used the bunch, mm-hmm. but on this one, opening up the the deeper journey, the first indication of the false self. I, I really like going back to Romans chapter 7. Hmm. And I was like going to get the thinnest slice of a uh, pretty thick chapter. Mm-hmm. Verse 18 and 20. 18 mm-hmm. through 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul's like, what's going on with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do the stuff I don't want to do. I don't mm-hmm. do the stuff I do want to do. It's like something else is doing it. Mm-hmm. And that connects those journal questions. Mm-hmm to scripture, to what the heck am I doing in my life? Mm-hmm. You and I think so often that like the righteousness of God and am I walking with Jesus is, am I doing more right things or less wrong things? Mm-hmm. And sometimes addressing what's coming out on the surface of, I, I need to be less rude to others. Uh, I need to be more conscientious. It's, it's very superficial. It's like walking mm-hmm. around picking the heads of dandelions in yeah. your yard. <laughs> There's yes. a root down there. Absolutely. <clears throat> Why are you rude to people? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because I, I expect better of them. Mm-hmm. Why do you expect better than them? Mm-hmm. Better than 
better than that. Mm-hmm. It's because people ought to perform. Why do you think people ought to perform? Because I have to perform mm-hmm. to be loved. Why do you feel that? Because this event way back when I was 13 years old told me that if I don't perform, if I don't, not the first kid to pass the finish line in the race, mm-hmm. you know, second place is first losers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. now it's not be less rude to people around you. It's getting back to the lie of, I, I got to be first all the time. Yeah. And that is where Satan inserted his lie mm-hmm. into our stories. Mm-hmm. This is where the truth of Jesus shows up. Mm-hmm. Because it's true that the first place people do get celebrated, your translation of the world, very, very correct. Yeah. Like, you, you, you have assessed humanity correctly. Right. <laughs> your mask is necessary. Yes. To get out of people what you need out of them. Mm-hmm. The non-truth is that that's every relationship. Mm-hmm. The truth is the Jesus relationship is going to go back to that core issue, mm-hmm. provide truth, mm-hmm. therefore healing, therefore the mask can come down and the real you can come out. Yeah. But you got to do the hard work of getting to the root of that dandelion. Mm-hmm. What is the mask? Why is it there? Yeah. I feel like I started doing a sermon. You're trying to jump in wherever you would like. I love it. Um, Yeah, I actually was drawn to that uh, Romans 7 passage, that whole little chunk there. Um, It's a little bit longer than that 18 through 20 that you said, but uh, it is just such a wrestling, right? And so I think it's a good indication of this is not going to be as simple as sitting down and journaling one time and you're going to get to it. It is truly a wrestling and a process and... Um, I love that you brought back uh, in your sermon, you mentioned that that idea of, you know, we're, we're talking false self, false self, false self, but the true self is you connected to the Holy Spirit, right? Like, so that moment that Jesus was baptized and came out of the water and, and the Holy Spirit was uh, descended on him, that was the moment when his humanity met with the Holy Spirit, and that, that is his true self, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I think that we're all, we're all searching for our true self, but if you're not connected, it, you, you won't, you'll still find another version of a false self, yeah. right? And so I think that's the wrestling is so necessary. It's hard. It's, it sucks, but it's, it's good. It's yeah. really good. I like it. Well, uh, jur- journaling in general, um, we're, we're going to stick with it. Yeah, uh, I feel like maybe more needs to be said about it. Maybe not yeah. everyone. A lot of people feel like journaling is like the dear diary kind of moment. Uh, <laughs> and also here's what very happened today. feminine. Do you notice yeah. that? Like it feels like a very feminine yeah. thing. Maybe it's just because I'm old. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I am not. I'm not innately drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a functional purpose for me. Yeah. Um, why don't Why don't we talk more about it in the next one? If you are yeah. not accustomed to journaling or you got your guard up or it doesn't sound like you, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do another episode to break it down of how it can and will be you for a, an important point in Great. this season. Sounds good.